Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And Valerie Comer. Today we have Nancy Nagel with us to talk about her newest book, What Remains True. I'm going to read your bio real quick. Nancy Nagel is a USA Today bestselling author whose many contemporary romances novels include The Shell Collector and the Adams Grove, Boot Creek, and Christmas in Evergreen series. Several of her novels have been adapted to the television screen, airing on Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, including The Popular Christmas Joy and The Secret Ingredient. Nancy makes her home in Virginia. Thank you so much for joining us, Nancy. Thanks for having me. So um, we're going to start off by having you tell us a little bit about what remains true. Give us, give us your, your little blurb thing. <laughs> okay. Well, what remains true is a, you know, kind of a second chance romance. And it's actually the second story I've set in the small town of Antler Creek. The first was Christmas Angels. Uh, I think it was two or three years ago. But it was such an inviting little mountain town that I was dying to write there again. So when I had the chance to propose something new, I set it in Antler Creek. And um, it's just a beautiful mountain town that's got the barn quilt trail and, you know, lots of small vendors and beautiful views and lots of quirky characters. So um, it's been fun writing in that town. And this is a, a new set of folks coming into Antler Creek. I've got a rodeo cowboy who is going for the gold this year and he is laser focused on that goal. And then I've got a woman who is recently divorced. She's trying to get back on her feet, only stops through town to get gas, ends up stopping in Hardy House, the little linen store and falls in love with it. And one thing goes to another. She ends up taking a little part-time job, moving into the bunkhouse and sticking around um, for what she thinks is going to be just a short time. And so she's not even upfront with people about what her situation is. And so they're all thinking she's just a little down on her luck, needing some help. And, um, you know, really she's a COO who's doing quite well and has a bet with her ex-husband that she can live off the alimony that she's paying him. And uh, if she can't, then she'll, she'll increase his alimony. So uh, yeah, lots, lots of little twists and turns in the story um, and uh, you know, things to get through. So it was a fun, it was a fun ride. It really, really good time for me coming off of the shell collector, which was so much more emotional and the book of my heart. Absolutely. But this was a lot more fun to write. <laughs> Right, Narelle, you're up with the first question. I am indeed. So <laughs> my um, first question is about barn quilts. So I'm an Aussie and I had never heard of barn quilts before and was, was Googling to work out what they were. So my questions are particularly for the Aussies that are listening and the people, the Canadians who may or may not have barn quilts. Val, do you have barn quilts? Um, yeah, in some areas we do. I do. Okay, I was familiar with the term but that's okay we do have a lot of international listeners too well yeah. and don't feel so. bad my editors didn't know what they were either my first <laughs> covers came across with this it was beautiful cover but it had like this grandma's quilt across the chair and I was like that is not a barn quilt <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, so barn they're quilts, very specific, aren't they? Yes, yeah. they really are. They're very specific. They're painted on wood and they are attached to your, your farm buildings or somewhere on your property. And originally they were really more like landmarks to be able to get people to different farms or uh, merchants, things like that. So they didn't have street signs. So it was like, you know, when you see the, you know, circle barn quilt with the cow on it, that's, you know, come get your ground beef, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but 
there are bar and quilt tours all across America, and I don't know how how many there are internationally, but uh, for the Americans, there is a barn quilt trail um, website that you can go out and actually print out the ones that are on your route. So earlier this year, I had the great fortune to um, do the Get Your Motor Running uh, reader event up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, one of my readers took me for a drive up through Sturgeon Bay and Sisters mm -hmm. Harbor and Door County is just filled with them. And I think we took about 30 pictures of different barn quilts oh, wow. through the area. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it was so cute because like you, Carmen wasn't really all that familiar with barn quilts before the book. And she was like, I found a barn quilt store. I'm like, wow, okay. I've never heard <laughs> of that. This will be interesting. And when we got there, of course, it was the barn quilt store not a barn quilt store so um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> lots of pretty fabrics and, and which was just fine with me because I love that kind of stuff I am not a quilter that is such a hard and beautiful craft that I have not been blessed with the ability to do but I can sit down and paint a barn quilt and so can my 80 year old mama and there's hardly any way to screw them up so you know <laughs> it's a fun uh fun little practice and for this book I've done um, some little postcards to help people just kind of color and see what one would look like. Because the interesting thing is you can take one barn quilt pattern and we could all do them with different colors. They would all look different. Oh, it's really cool. very interesting. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. I'm kind so of a are they usually person. just um, like geometric or do, or do you try to um, imitate like a floral fabric in some of the squares or that sort of thing? Yeah, usually they are geometric, um, but I have seen lately on some of the barn quilts uh, Facebook groups where they've been emulating those floral and geometric oh, wow. patterns in the paintings, which was really cool. <laughs> that would uh, would kick up the artistry a notch. Yeah, think. and that would take me out of the loop on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of like the yeah. the basic one, you know, where, and so here's a little funny side story. My mama will be 80 and um, she has been doing these projects with this as well. Well, she's got narcolepsy, so she just falls asleep all the time. And so we were painting these little barn quilts and we're doing a set of little 12 by 12s to change for the seasons under my mailbox. And so she's painting and then falls asleep. And of course her paints across the board. And so we, it's a piece of cake. You just get some water, kind of dilute it down, wipe it off, and then just paint right over it. So, you know, it's foolproof. Anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's fascinating. Is yeah, I, it's completely new to me, so I really enjoyed that aspect. Well, welcome. Well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I found that interesting too. That um, that it was an art form because I mean, kind of the way you're describing it right now, it sounds you know so simple that your eighty year old mom and your five year old could do it, right. and yet if uh, if they're selling them as an art form, then there's got to be more to it than. Yeah than what meets the eye oh yeah absolutely and some of them are just drop dead gorgeous you know and um it, it's, how big it's, do they come oh so i have seen them as large as eight by eight um that's eight. the biggest one i've seen so two sheets of plywood together um would be eight by eight the ones i did for my barn are four by fours um but you and you know it's 
it's big. You know, when you're painting four foot, it's hard to lean across that puppy. So I can't imagine doing <laughs> eight by eight, you know. <laughs> In two pieces. That's yeah. your keyword. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. And it's yeah. interesting though, because when you see some of those big ones, and I'm sure there are some that are bigger than eight by eight even, but some of them on those big, huge barns, you know, you don't even realize how big they are because in contrast to the building, it's just, you know, the, the scale is misunderstood. Or, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right, Valerie. I, think. I found I found it really interesting that um, it's Mary Anna, right? Yes. That she um, it's a, a role reversal. Usually, you've got the the rich guy and the the poor woman is like needs the alimony and whatever. So here we've got it flipped. She's the one who had the high power job, mm -hmm. um, still does, even though nobody in Apple Creek knows it. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, and he's the guy who's been you know, basically hanging on to her shirt tails and not really ever being gainfully employed. So that was a fun little um, twist on things right there. But what really caught my attention was that whole, can you live on this amount of money thing? And I'm like, she's working on a part-time job in, I mean, she can't be making more than minimum wage. Like, how is this possibly working out for her to prove that she can live on um, the amount that, that she's giving him. Right, so right. where did the idea come from and how did that pan out for you? Well, you know, the idea really came from, you know, it was, it was a bad divorce. You know, he misbehaved. He deserved to get kicked to the curb. But I, I wanted her to be fair. You know, I mean, in life, we see a lot of people go through things like that and, you know, they were married, they were in love, they had families, whatever. And, and then things just go really ugly. And so in this story, I really, in my heart, even though it was an ugly situation and there was no way they were going to get back together, I did want there to be a sense of fairness and kindness involved. And so that's kind of how the bet came up in my mind was when he starts belly aching about it, you know, she's kind of like, oh, you can live on it and then she's like fine if I can't live on it then I'll increase it you know so we're, we're gonna have this bet and, and so that's just that's how it came up it was really all about being fair and I guess because I'm kind of one of those people that always wants to be fair <laughs> it'd be nice if everybody else was <laughs> so was he trying to live on what she actually earned as no, part-time no. yes no and you know what that may have not been real clear in the story so it in his alimony amount that he got she's just her bet is that she won't spend more than his alimony amount so she's taken the part-time job but she's got money i mean she's fine okay um yeah but no it was basically what his alimony amount was yeah you're right it would have been impossible to, for him to live off of part-time money because <laughs> at first i'm, I'm reading a lot of this is not very much money by you any. are right <laughs> and you know what I, that would not be fair for anyone <laughs> i have worked retail part-time i know right you yes. could not live on that and it was a small town one even you know so you know it's not gonna be anything more than a bit of a way in the you know yeah so yeah, good little point. Retail store. every time point. she every time she bought something i'm like can you afford that <laughs> i know don't Remember mess up the bed <laughs> exactly well i'm glad oh, yeah. you're all looking at mariana and i had a few little discussions while i was reading i'm like come on girl this is how yes. it works very sensible when she bought the antique bed she put it on a payment plan the three equal yep. payments she mm -hmm. she she thought it through i was very pleased with that 
Um, and it was nice that the owner was willing to sort of take it at good faith that she would make the payments. I, I mean, only in a small town, right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Around yeah. where I live, they're like, you're not walking out of that till I have all of the cash yep. in my hand oh, or yeah. something more legally binding than your word that you're going to make those payments. Yeah. yeah you know, sure. and it's funny because I always write about, you know, small towns and I just moved to this new small town a year ago and it's been so nice because it, I, I feel like I've landed in one of the towns. I write, you know, everything's on a handshake. People just come by to help you. Um, I did kind of tease that I thought maybe I was getting ready to get kicked out of the neighborhood because someone came over and offered to mow all my pastures for me. And I was like, (laughs) awesome. And then I was like, oh my gosh, is it because they're like, those pastures looked really bad. Why aren't you mowing them? (laughs) But no, truly, I mean, they really are just doing things out of the kindness of their hearts. And it's just, you know, it's lovely to know that there are still places like that. Um, especially since I keep writing about them. <laughs> it can be real. <laughs> it is real. <laughs> you, 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 you're not intentionally writing a fantasy novel. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's good. I've proven to myself they're still there. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so we talked about Mariana a little bit, which leads us then to our hero, who is a professional bull rider, um, which I am not super familiar with the rodeo. I imagine there is a large population of people who are also not super familiar with rodeo. So tell us a little bit like why a bull rider, bull rider, bull rider. That's how um, they talk after they get bunked off. You know? <laughs> exactly. Why the rodeo? What, what is it about bull riding and the rodeo that, that appeal? What made him the perfect hero with that? Well, the rodeo, I've, I've had a long love affair with the rodeo. My late husband and I used to go to Vegas for the National Final Rodeo every year. And I love the roping and love watching all the riding, although I hold my breath all eight seconds. I'm glad the rides aren't longer because <laughs> I would just pass <laughs> out. Um, but so I've just been a big fan of it for a long time. But the the bull rider in specifically was that they are such a, a rare breed of man, right? I mean, they're cowboys and they're tough and all that good stuff, but they also legit know that when they get on the back of that, you know, a couple thousand pound bull, their life is at risk. They know it and they live for that. And so, yeah, I just felt like it was such a strong personality that um, it would be really interesting to see what would happen if he was caught up in some softer side things too you know and so yeah I had a lot of fun with it and I and I I was married for a short time to an ex-bull rider so I had some uh, some firsthand yeah. experience <laughs> with that you know kind of mentality and you know I don't say it's crazy it's just very different and um, they yeah they they're definitely um, adrenaline junkies you know they they like the thrill of it all but they're definitely in danger um, if it weren't for those, uh, the radio clowns or the bullfighters, you know, they would, they would really be hurt a lot of the time. So, yeah, so it was interesting to be able to pull that man forward and, you know, give him a history, you know, a granddaddy that owned the feed and, st- feed and seed store and, um, you know, a little bit of a background and, you know, that he knew how to bake, you know, he's good in the kitchen. And so when they have kind of that first, you know, I'm not a borrowed cup of sugar kind of guy, um, <laughs> get together to bake a pie and she knows nothing about it. And he knows all about it. I just loved how that came together. Um, and, you know, hey, it's not unlikely, you know, a lot of 
guys, you know, grow up at their mom's or grandma's apron strings, learning that stuff. And when they're bachelor in it, they've got to eat. So they know how to cook. <laughs> so we need to give some credit where credit's due on that. <laughs> it, was, it was another fun little role reversal. There were several little twist, twisted, not twisted. Not in a negative sense, <laughs> <laughs> uh, little role reversals that were really fun um, because because they just made it all that more interesting to have, you know, I love the pies. Um, and then is it, I mean, maybe it's a little spoilery to mention um, when, when the child shows up, um, we'll speak in more generic terms, okay. but he, um, he, he has very good instincts there with a child as well for all that he isn't sure that he does. Um, yeah. Which, which again, we have the heroine, Mariana, who, who does not necessarily have those same <laughs> instincts. Right, right. Um, so yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's right. a good, tw- good twist in the book too. And definitely, you know, throws a big old belly whop right into his plans. You know, I mean, here he is going for the gold buckle. That's the only thing he's focused on. And, and, and now everything in his life is going topsy-turvy. And, and you just have him going for it, but you had reasons. It was for reasons. <laughs> yes. and, and sometimes we get, we generic humankind, get so fixated on a goal. And when we step back a minute, we go like, why did that even really matter? But he's got that. Yes. You know, yeah. The why it really matters. Yeah. And he has a medical degree. So every time he, I mean, this is what I was thinking about. Every time he's getting on a ball, going out there, he's done anatomy in detail. He would know mm-hmm. every million things that could go wrong yes. if he has an accident as well. And yeah. so I think that mental toughness that he had, I really like that. I think you often see that in cowboy um, heroes yeah. as well. Yeah. Is that, yeah, they're strong and they've got that ability to endure a lot of pain and hardship to achieve their goals and that's very admirable yeah absolutely and you know in, in doing some research around you know bull riders and then the doctors the sports therapists that are there you know on the ground helping these guys when things go wrong um there were a few of these sports doctors that you know used to be a bull riders and, or bronc riders and so yeah I, those guys just really intrigued me you know and i was just read more and more and more about them <laughs> and just how how versatile they were and you know their private lives and yeah they they really just intrigued me which really helped build out Adam's character um after kind of seeing it for real in those articles yeah that mental toughness the thing that leaps immediately to mind is after the one bull ride where he's basically been gored and then like the next day he's like oh yeah I popped a stitch I'm fine and it's like dude Like if that were me, I would be in bed, not moving. And there would be people waiting on me for at least a week, possibly three. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Like- well, and, you know, my late husband, he was not a bull rider um, or, or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, he was a, he was a goat rancher. That's what he did. You know, he raised goats and we had 500 breeding days on the farm and oh, wow. he did that full time. <laughs> But he was that cowboy tough kind of guy, you know, kind of live by that cowboy code and, 
I mean, there was just nothing that man couldn't do by himself, you know, like he'd be rigging up the tractor to do stuff, but he was out there one day working the animals and, you know, he had shoots and stuff, but he went to grab one of the does and she had, you know, long horns. And when he went like this and grabbed it, her horn went straight through his hand all the way out the other side. And so he had to pull, I know. So I'm in the kitchen, just like making dinner, something normal. And he comes in and he's got, he always would carry these little um, like hand towels that had the farm logo on them. And so he came in and he's got that towel wrapped around his hand. I'm like, is something wrong? And he's like, yeah, you're going to need to take me to the hospital. (laughs) And I'm like, what's going on? And then he tells me what happened. And then he's like, you know, it stopped bleeding. I think I'm okay. And wouldn't go to the hospital. So, I mean, yeah, it's just that kind of stuff where they're just so rugged and tough and they're just like, what had to happen? And wasn't mad at the goat. You know, I've been like, she'd have been dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Man, her. (laughs) Bring her in. There's a pot big enough. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Goat chops for everyone. But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, those, those guys do, they just have a real mental toughness about them that, yeah, I'm with you, girl. I would be huddled up, bring me some juice. You know? <laughs> Chicken I soup. I can't move. It hurts too much. <laughs> and you know, it was throbbing. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Valerie or Norrell, do you have another, any follow final thoughts? Those are the questions we had sussed out already ahead of time. They're great questions. Thank y'all. Final thoughts? Hmm. I was intrigued by, um, there's a scene where there's um, a young child riding a sheep. Is that something that you threw into the story for fun or is that something that actually really happens? Oh, it it's really a real happens. thing. It's a real thing. It's a real yes, thing. Ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mutton busting. It's called mutton busting and the kids get on the back of that, you know, oily sheep and they've got their fingers pulled into that wool and they go riding off and the cowboys, you know, are right there to pull them off so they don't get hurt or anything. But I will tell you, and I was sharing this before was, you know, I've seen mutton busting forever and I laugh. It is hysterical to watch. Well, when you watch a child that you know do it, it's totally different. And so writing it for this book, you know, was from that kind of perspective of, okay, so if you know this child and you're watching them running on the, you know, on the back of this sheep, fast across the field, you know, and they're aiming for the fence, how are you going to feel? And, um, and also kind of that Adam's moment, you know, where his parents have pretty much, you know, that relationship is destroyed because they're so upset by his choice in careers, um, you know, that he gets a little small dose of, okay, now I kind of understand where my parents are coming from. This is horrifying, you know, <laughs> scary, but beyond belief when you love somebody that's out there. Um, and I thought that was a really big and pivotal moment for him. Uh, because sometimes it's easy to get lost in, you know, our own goals or focus or reasons for things that we forget, you know, how it, that domino effect on other people around us. So it's mutton busting, isn't it? There's another new thing from your book. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you never needed to know by Nancy Nagel. (laughs) Well, I'm a city girl, so a lot of the country things uh, are new to me. So I learn a lot when I read. Cowboy books. It's yeah. not that there's a shortage of sheep in Australia. No, no there's not. Can you ride them? 
Well, if you talk about riding on a sheep's back in Australia, see, I've got an economics degree. So that's an economic term for our economy. We talk about the 1950s and 60s where Australia rode on the sheep's back. That's how we made money. So, I mean, that's what what comes straight to mind is I'm thinking of the economy. I'm not thinking about small children riding on sheep. But that's just the the weird around. (laughs) I love oh, that's, it. That's <laughs> I think you funny. should rewrite my story from the Australian point of view. Give yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it a historical in the 1950s. Yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Nancy and I had mentioned we were talking about mutton busting uh, before we started. And um, she did assure me that they wear helmets. So yeah. that was good because I was concerned about that. And also like little best safety yeah. vests. So yeah. that's good. It's it's maybe slightly less dangerous than it yeah. sounds, but it yeah. it still sounds terrifying. To it, me. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. as a mom, I mean, any mom would be just oh, you know, gutted <laughs> to watch your child zip across there because they those sheep go fast and they leap. You know, I mean, they they will just leap. Still, it's got to be safer than BMX, don't you think? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. know. <laughs> How fast do sheep go? Well, and on the BMX, you have some control. You know, I mean, you do. Yeah. Have, you have zero control over a sheep. You know, <laughs> this is true. This yeah, is true. Hmm. and that's where it's different to horse riding because with horses, you've got control as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, I was going to say not the horse <laughs> I've ridden, but uh, that might be. That a could mean have problem. been an operator error. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> probably a mean problem, not a horse problem. <laughs> too funny oh Oh my goodness oh my goodness all right well we're we're close to our time so actually that worked out well Nancy would you tell everyone where they can find you and your books yes you can find me at nancynagel.com my books are everywhere you want to buy them Uh, (laughs) every e-tailer and most box stores are carrying them and um, I have a new book coming out in December called the wedding ranch And if you haven't seen the cover, it is just lush and beautiful. And I have a feeling uh, it comes out December 10th in that sea of red and green and white covers, this fresh turquoise with a beautiful barn on it, um, because the wedding ranch is a wedding venue. Um, I I think it's going to be a really fresh cover. So I hope it gets a lot of attention. That sounds great. Now, is that in Antler Creek too, or are we going somewhere else? We're going somewhere new. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Are you going back to Antler Creek? I will be going back to Antler Creek. I have gotten so many reviews of folks wanting to know about Tara's house. Mm-hmm. They think Chrissy and you know, Grady mm-hmm. need to get married. Yeah. They want to know more about Adam and Zan and Mariana. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go back. I love writing in that little town. I've just, oh. it's become a real place mm. for me. <laughs> I want to build it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, hopefully you all have enjoyed listening to Nancy. Um, I was pleased when you just said your last name that I did get it right. I was fine with my phonics did not fail me. So that's exciting. I meant to ask ahead of time and I did not. So phew. Um, <laughs> we would love to hear from you. If you've read Nancy's book, or if you now want to let us know in the comments on YouTube or on our Facebook page. And, um, We will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, everyone.